year. It's called The Presentation of Our Lord. I had done all the preparation for this service um, as a Sunday after Epiphany and uh, realized that, ooh, in my class I had a test to take and I read, oh my gosh, we better make this the presentation of our Lord because this is an important day in the church year. (laughs) So um, the very first sentence of our gospel sets the scene for what was going to happen today. According to the law, as was given to Moses, you know Moses up on the mountain with the Ten Commandments, Um, So according to the law of the Jewish people, Mary and Joseph were required to bring Jesus up to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, in verse 23, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. This was in remembrance of the Passover when God sent the angel of death to kill every firstborn male in the country And this was the last of those ten plagues in Egypt, just before the Jewish people fled with Moses into the wilderness. Each family, during that plague, if they put the blood of the lamb over the door, the angel of death would pass over that home. And to this day, Jews keep the festival of Passover every year to remember that the Lord kept the Lord's promises. Mary and Joseph's visit to the temple shows us, that, shows us that they were faithful and devout. They traveled to their faith community, to the temple, to fulfill the requirements of presenting a newborn before God. And as you will remember, Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. They were fulfilling the requirements of being counted in the census for the government. Mary and Joseph demonstrated both their civil and their sacred responsibility with these two separate trips, one to Bethlehem for the census and Jesus' birth, and the second to the temple in Jerusalem for the presentation. The other reason for their trip to the temple was for the ritual of purification. As you may or may not know, when a woman gives birth to a child, she continues to bleed after childbirth and during her recovery. So 40 days after the birth of the child, the family was to offer a burnt offering or sacrifice to God to wipe clean the impurity, the bodily fluids that accompany the birth of a child. The Hebrew word meaning to wipe clean um, is also sometimes called atonement, but it's a ritual cleansing. It's the ritual by which the temple is purged of unwanted substances that may have accumulated there, The Jewish people believed that if this contamination was allowed to accumulate, it would threaten the community's survival. There was a fear that God would not be present in the temple if it weren't kept clean. So according to Leviticus, which outlines all the laws of the Jewish people, the purification offering was required as a consequence of a specific circumstance, like childbirth, and it was mandatory. The fact that Mary and Joseph offered a pair of turtle doves and not a lamb or a sheep informs us as readers of their lowliness, their poverty, their marginalized position in society. Two doves was the least they were required to offer. If you were wealthy, you would bring a whole sheep or a lamb. Simeon was an old man who was promised that he would live long enough to see some definite action of God in history, to correct the wrongs of human civilization, 
Simeon didn't know what to expect, so he stayed close to the temple in Jerusalem and he waited. He waited and waited, day after day, and nothing happened. Then one day he saw Mary and Joseph carrying the infant Jesus into the temple, and old Simeon stopped them and took the baby into his arms. The Holy Spirit, in verse 25 it says, the Holy Spirit that rested on him. Let Simeon see that in this little baby was the hope of the world. So Simeon praised God and said, Lord, you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Simeon is praising God and saying that now he knows that Israel will be delivered. Dismissing your servant in peace didn't mean just leaving the temple and going home. Simeon could now die. He was freed from the troubles of this world and this life through the promise of God fulfilled in, in Jesus Christ, in seeing the baby Jesus. We have another character in the story, an old widow named Anna, and Anna was a prophet. She never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. Verse 38 says, At that moment she came. At that moment now, the gospel reading doesn't say that the Holy Spirit was with Anna, but I believe the Holy Spirit was with Anna because just at that same moment, she came up to Simeon and saw the baby Jesus. And she began to praise God and speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. There were many church members who were waiting for the Messiah, the deliverer of Israel, Anna tells everyone that Jesus is the one who will set the people free. Anna confirms that this little baby, only 40 days old, is the deliverer of Israel. Simeon and Anna were both advanced in years, and yet they clung to life day after day, hoping to live long enough to see some clear sign of God's redeeming activity before they died. Now they have seen it. Now they can die. You may think it isn't appropriate to speak about death only 40 days after Christmas, but the church in its wisdom picked the readings for today. Because of Jesus' birth into the world, it is possible for us to die in peace. I'm going to say that again. Because of Jesus' birth into the world, it's possible for us to die in peace. Death is always the enemy of those who do not have hope. But for those who do have hope in Jesus Christ, death is transformed into God's instrument of liberation. Death is changed from being a prison door and instead becomes a door to eternal life. I'm not trying to make little of the pain and suffering, the sorrow, the loss that accompanies the death of a loved one. But death is much more of a problem for those who, sur who survive than for those who die. We're usually most concerned about the well-being of those who are struggling to survive after the death of a loved one. There's good news in today's gospel. In spite of the grief of those who will survive you someday, the fact is that you yourself can die in peace because of Christmas. In Christ Jesus, the infinite love and forgiveness of God are made flesh. In Jesus Christ, you are set free 
to let go of life. You can let go of all the things you've left unfinished, the mistakes you've made, the pain you may have caused others, the love you failed to show your neighbor. In Jesus Christ, your life is now complete. And there's more good news. There is life before death. When you come to terms with your own death, you can handle your life before death much more effectively. Only when you are free to die are you free to live. If you're constantly filled with fear over your own death, you'll find it very hard to face life unafraid. In his birth as a little human baby and through his death and resurrection, Christ liberates us from the fear of death, from the sting of death, and therefore Christ also liberates us from the fear of living. To live unafraid is to have compassion, to be kind, to be lowly and meek, patient and thankful. If you're afraid of dying, then you, you might be afraid of living. You might be afraid to be compassionate and kind for fear that someone might take advantage of you. You might be afraid to be low, lowly and meek for fear of being powerless. You might be afraid to be patient and forgiving for not appearing strong. You will be afraid to be thankful for fear of seeming dependent on others. All these fears are overcome when you accept the new relationship to your own life and death. In Christ, you are free to die and therefore free to live, and your life can be full of love and compassion for your neighbor and filled with peace. There isn't any record that Simeon and Anna died right away after they saw Jesus in the temple. They probably lived on for quite a while. And perhaps the reason they lived on is because they didn't have to. They didn't have to cling to life for fear of death. Their fears were overcome in Jesus Christ. God showed his faithfulness to them through the birth of Jesus. Now they could let go and trust faithfulness. Trust that faithfulness. They believed, they hoped, they saw, and they trusted God. The good news in the gospel today is that the same promise is yours. Not that we'll all die soon, but that we will all see in Jesus' birth God's immense, huge love for us. And that we will trust that love so much that it will cast out all our fears our fear of dying, and our fear of living. This story is a study in contrasts. The little tiny baby Jesus, only 40 days old, I think maybe he could smile, right? About four weeks, babies sometimes smile. Right next door to Simeon and Anna, who were well advanced in their age. The joy of Jesus' birth, along with Simeon's words to Mary, that, you know, she will also be pierced by a sword. The faithful fulfilling of the law with the presentation of Jesus, the one who is actually the one who will release us from the hold of the law. In his words of praise to God, Simeon testifies to the faithfulness of God, historically called the nunc dimittis. Nunc meaning now, dimittis means to send away or to depart. 
The words of Simeon are traditionally used in our worship service after communion. When we participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion today, through the bread and the wine, in the body and blood of Christ Jesus, we experience Christ with us right here and right now. Just as Simeon and Anna were able to see the salvation of the world in the baby Jesus, we too are transformed by the Holy Spirit and made free of that which holds us captive, the law, sin, the fear of death. Jesus is the Son who is God in human flesh, the divine embodied in humanity. Now that Jesus is born, we can fall back into the arms of God who has kept his promise. We're no longer alone in our brokenness or our suffering. Through word and sacrament, we are nourished and we are free to go back out into the world and service. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise that God is with us always. By the grace of God and in our freedom, we can live a new life in Christ. Amen.